Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're back here on the block talking some Husker football fall camp headlines. I'm Moss Norman. He's Eric Strickland. Joined on the LOVIP line by Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, our VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local hearts. It's been a couple weeks since we've had Evan on because uh, he was on vacation. I was on vacation. And Evan, here we are. Day three of Husker fall camp on August 2nd. Did the summer go fast, slow, regular? Where are you at with us already being three days into Husker fall camp? I mean, it always goes fast. It feels like, you know, recruiting season sort of has filled up the summer more. I'm always at the College World Series. So there's like, you know, a two-week window, it feels like, where you can kind of get away and recharge. But no, it's, it's all good. And excited to get going with another season of football here pretty soon, too. So Evan, um, what, what what does it look like when you're 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 you have your eyes on the team? Does it look like um, there's a lot of unity, a lot of hustle, a lot of get up? Does it look like it's a change in what you've seen in previous, um, you know, start of fall camps, or is it just more of the same? Well, you know, I think the more camps that I've covered over time, like the more I, I like to try to find the differences, right? Like. Like, for example, something that I think is the same most places is the players that are there are going to say that they're bigger, faster, stronger, that they're uh, closer than they've ever been. And typically that's because players, and, and you know this as well as anyone, Strick, like when you're a freshman, you're kind of the new guy, but the farther you go along in your career, like it makes sense that you'd be closer and, and more connected with guys. So I, I, I kind of tend to discount comments like that, but what I do maybe have kind of a sense from just this week has been sort of that <clears throat> that culture piece where uh, guys do have sort of a bigger sense of what's going on. And I thought that started last week at media days where, you know, Matt Rule didn't deliver any bold proclamations or call anybody out, but it was like this steady sort of series of reminders of, of what they believe in, uh, you know, get 1% better every day and, you know, uh, success isn't talent, but it's achievement. Like it's just stuff that, that he continues to hammer into those guys. And I kind of felt like Monday and Tuesday and talking with some of the players that were up there, like you kind of felt that, like they kind of know what the program's all about. They know what their place is in that. Uh, there's not sort of a lot of <clears throat> drama or guys trying to single themselves out in a lot of ways. It just felt like they kind of know what's in front of them. Um, and they're they're attacking that. And I thought, you know, like, for example, uh, MJ Sherman was a good example of that, the Georgia transfer who in the spring was really kind of thoughtful and, and went deep on a lot of different topics, reflective of his career. And on Tuesday, like, he was dialed in. I mean, he repeated the, the 1% better thing like five times. He's like, I'm just ready to get a little better every day. 
and get this season going. So I think that's kind of where the mm-hmm. mentality of this team is. And uh, if you're Nebraska, given what you've been through in recent years, I think that's probably a good thing. When you look at some of the areas of concern for the team, like especially in the trenches, um, the offensive line, <laughs> the defensive line, those areas, um, as well as maybe Jeff Sims, there, there, you know, there, there's just some uncertainty of knowing fully what to expect out of that. What, what, where are they standing in that area? There's still some shifting going on. So, are they, you think they're starting to solidify things at this point, or, or is there something that's kind of, uh, you know, like shined on you? You know, that you looked out and you're like, hmm, you might want to keep an eye on that. Well, you mentioned the lines. Like, what I think is interesting about the trenches is that you can sort of zoom out and say there's concern both ways, right? There's concern uh, or, or at least curiosity about whether Nebraska can run the ball and whether they can stop the ball. And I think that's that's pretty fair and healthy skepticism considering, again, the struggles that they've had in the past. But what's interesting to me about those units is they kind of come at it from different sides. Like the offensive line, is actually a pretty darn experienced group, uh, just in terms of the names that are back. Ben Scott, who's the center, the transfer from Arizona State, like he's been a multiple-year starter at the Power Five level. Uh, everybody knows Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart, Nuri Newilly's back, Ethan Piper. So, like, these are not guys who are jumping into college football for the first time, but they're guys who, you know, for whatever reason, uh, just haven't been able to come together and pave that way for the ground game for Nebraska. So, you know, how that translates this season remains to be seen. I think the other side then, the the defensive line, I mean, you have Ty Robinson, who's done it for a couple of years. Other than that, uh, it's it's totally open with transfers, with, uh, you know, junior college edition, with freshmen like Cam Lenhart and Prince Will Uman Mielin, you know, just a number of, of guys who have potential but just haven't proven it yet. And so, I do think when you talk about the prospects uh, for Nebraska this season, getting to a bowl game, potentially contending in the West, like it, I do think that, that starts in the trenches on, on those lines, um, and there are concerns there. But again, what, what's fascinating to me, and what I think we'll continue to sort of dive into as fall camp goes along, is uh, just how different of a place both of those lines are um, coming from in terms of where they want to get to. We heard from the defensive line coach Terrence Knight and a couple of his players and Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher, but we also heard from the defensive coordinator and Tony White. What did you have to take away from what Tony White said in his approach to his first fall camp at Nebraska? I mean, I could listen to Tony White talk football for an extended period of time. I think he talked for, you know, 10 or 12 minutes or something on Tuesday, and it didn't seem nearly long enough, but, you know, he's, he's a guy who, uh, and, and he talked about sort of the 1% thing too. Like they're evaluating everything every day. Like is the terminology being understood by the players Are the drills, what they want, uh, you know, are they getting enough guys, enough reps? Who's, does this player, uh, should they stay at this spot or should they maybe move to a different position uh, or at least tweak sort of what they're being asked to do? So like, you know, I think we think so much about the players and their um, quest or, or, or mission of learning the defense and kind of coming together. The coaches, in a lot of ways, have it just as difficult, if not a little bit more, um, when you're talking about imparting that knowledge. Uh, most of his defensive staff has not worked in a three-three-five before, so he's not just uh, learning what he has and helping teaching players, but uh, that's going through the coaches as well. They're learning 
what their practice rhythms are like now in their first fall camp together. So I think you've got all that going on, but you listen to him talk and there's also a lot of enthusiasm. Like he's, you know, he was soaking with sweat uh, after running around kind of showing players, um, you know, where to go on certain spots on Tuesday when he came out and talked with us. And, uh, you know, he's just, he has that enthusiasm. He's very relatable still in his early to mid forties. So he's, you know, I think he's in that sweet spot where he's been around long enough to be an expert, but he's uh, still got some of that youthful uh, enthusiasm going on too. So uh, just a really impressive coordinator. It'll be, again, I don't know um, if, if everything that he'll want will come together in the first game. I don't know if everything he'll want will come together in the first season, but I think the approach that they're taking to build this thing from the ground up, um, throwing everything at these guys now and then cutting it back as you get into later into fall camp. That's probably, um, you know, that's, that is the approach that they're taking. And that's something that they believe will help get them up to speed here, hopefully sooner than later. Tony White's defense lost a player today. Marcus Satterfield's offense had a player sent home. What do you make of how Matt Rule and the coaching staff handled Miles Farmer's situation and Joshua Fleeks's situation with Matt Rule bringing them both up in front of the media and then sending Fleeks home and Farmer being suspended and ultimately leaving the team today? Yeah, you know, it just it feels very, um, you know, mature. Like, that's what you would do in the NFL. Like, you're not throwing anybody under the bus, but you're also not uh, sort of leaving it to innuendo and rumor. I mean, you're... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just you're putting it out there like, yeah, Joshua Fleeks isn't here. The reason he's not here is because he didn't make weight. And so he's he's working on that now. Um, you know, same thing with Miles Farmer. Yeah, Miles Farmer, he said uh, on Monday, wasn't here because of a series of, of minor um, violations and that the ball's in his court about returning. Like there was no sort of dancing around the topic or or whatever, like he just, he put it out there. And then we see today that, that Miles Farmer does elect to enter the transfer portal and see what else is going on. So like, I think that's for first, I think that's healthy for a program to have that level of uh, transparency, just to put it out there with what's going on. But I also think it's a product of the culture. And, and if you have a set standard and if you make things clear what you want to do, and you and somebody doesn't achieve that there's no gray area there there's no well you know maybe whatever um it's it's pretty clear what the what the next step is so it doesn't seem like anybody um was confused it doesn't seem like anybody was deceived it just seems like a situation where there was a standard miles farmer chose not to uh accept that standard and now he's going to look somewhere else and, and you know you wish him the best wherever he ends up playing football next that's what I thought. It, one one uh, one thing that's uh, intriguing to me. I want to just get your take on the linebacker room, as well as uh, is there is there going to be a, a, an existence of that hybrid safety type position like that Isaac Gifford and and some of them played last year, or did, is there kind of just they're they're shifting that into another name? Is there is there some terminology changes there? Yeah. Yep. So last year. 
we talked about it as like the nickel, right? Like that yeah. fifth DB, and and now they're calling it uh, the rover, which okay. is sort of a a safety linebacker hybrid. So yeah, Isaac Gifford would be the rover uh, right now. I think he'd be the odds-on favorite to be that guy. Uh, Javen Wright was someone whose name has come up a lot in that. Uh, just this week, um, we heard that the true freshman Eric Fields is somebody who they like as a potential rover too. So, I mean, obviously you have to have a little bit of a bigger body, be able to come up and hit in the box, but also drop back into coverage where you want it to. Uh, but, but I think it's also worth noting then, so you have the rover, which is sort of that, that blend of defensive back and linebacker, but then you also have what they call a jack, which is a blend of um, defensive line and linebacker. Yeah. And that's where you're going to have guys like, MJ Sherman and Chief Borders and Maverick Noonan, like guys who uh, can get down into the trenches but are, are, are also going to be asked to rush the edges a little bit more along the defensive line. So that's all kind of part of this 3-3-5. They're going to show a bunch of different coverages. They're asking guys to be versatile, trying to deceive offenses so you can't just say, okay, hey, you know, this guy's on the field in this spot so we can expect – this kind of defense. They want to disguise that, have guys uh, be asked to do a lot of different things um, all in the name of, of deception and, and hopefully, um, you know, becoming a dominant defense. The last question for me is on that, that, that rush. I mean, I, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't think we got <laughs> what we had expected uh, from the rush in parts of things. Do you, do, do the guys look like they're coming off the edge a little bit more tense with intensity and faster and do they look like they're winning some of those those uh those battles um at the at the rush in position in this in this 335 well i mean it's hard to say because we uh, haven't seen we haven't been allowed to see uh, um, some of the scrimmages and things that are gotcha. going on we hear a lot about it you know one name that comes up a lot uh, that i've heard sort of this summer and then even just this week was cam lenhart true freshman who's really been impressive uh, with that first step, getting around the edge, that sort of thing. We saw it in the spring game with him and Prince Will Uman Mielin. I think those are two guys, at the very least, who can be change of pace, uh, guys who can get after the quarterback a little bit. MJ Sherman, I mean, is another guy who the only reason he wasn't a starter at Georgia is because he was behind you know, multiple guys who are now in the NFL in one of the most dominant defenses statistically in college football history. So that's somebody uh, that I would look at. Chief Borders, the same sort of deal at Florida. Uh, he was on track to be, you know, a major playmaker for them uh, before they had some some staff changes and things like that too. So you can kind of see maybe where there would be some pieces that it could come together. Um, you know, Mav Noonan is somebody else who was a, a highly thought of prospect out of high school. Maybe not somebody that you'll see terrorizing QBs this season right away, but who has a pretty promising future down the road as well. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, you got to go back to maybe Randy Gregory, like 10 years ago, the last mm -hmm. time Nebraska had a dominant edge rusher, and it just has been something that's a problem for them. But it does feel like they have guys um, who have at least flashed that ability and maybe with the right development, the right scheme, uh, we'll see that component of Nebraska's defense come back here sooner than later. On that vein to finish out, Evan, you mentioned Lenhart, Uman Mielin, Noonan, uh, even Fields at Rover. We know the Big Ten has a reputation as a big physical conference, especially in the last year of a West division that's going to you know, run the ball right at Nebraska. It's probably not likely that freshmen hold up across a full you know, 12 games of that. But just say for you know, hypothetical sake – 
that, you know, a Cam Lenhart, a Prince Will Uman Mielin, uh, a Ruquan Buckley overtakes, you know, say a Ty Robinson or a Nash Huttmacher at some point during the season. Does it behoove Nebraska to redshirt those guys? Or is this a season you just let the freshmen rip, see what you have, and just get the best guys on the field, get them as many reps as possible for the next couple of years? Yeah, I think it's the latter. I mean, you're trying to build a culture. You're trying to certainly uh, bank experience moving forward and, and, and trying to build off of this year, right? Like, I think it's pretty safe to say that the, the, the big goal this year is get to a bowl game. In that postseason drought, get that, that postseason experience, and then you build on that moving forward. Um, you know, I, I think, too, this is a different era of college football. I mean, four years ago, you think about the big 2019 class that Nebraska brought in. They redshirted all but, like, four of those guys, and that was – uh, sort of that regime change class for Scott Frost, where they were trying to uh, develop those guys internally and then roll them out and be ready to go by year two or year three. Well, it's really it's harder to do that now with the transfer portal. Guys want to play right away. Uh, they want to get out there, and if they're not, then they can just leave. And so you have to sort of balance, um, you know, development and, and winning right away with like, okay. Uh, let's throw these guys a bone. Even even getting them out there for a couple games now with the redshirt rule that's been in place for a few years, where you can play four games, games mm-hmm. and still retain that redshirt. Like give those guys a taste, um, and sometimes maybe it shows them that hey, they're not ready physically, and that's what drives them in the off season to get better, having felt that and, ex- and, and experienced that. And sometimes, uh, you know, they do show up and, and show that they're ready to contribute right away. So, you know, you talk about what Tony White. Uh, talked about this week as DC. I mean, he, he was asked again uh, on Tuesday what what the number would be for guys that they want to play. And he's like, as many as show that they can. Like Nebraska, mm-hmm. under this staff, I don't think wants to rely on 12 or 13 or 14 guys defensively. Like they want to have a line change uh, at, a, at a position if they can, if guys are showing that they deserve that chance. So, yeah, I, I would expect if, if a guy shows that he's ready, he's going to get that crack. Um, you know, and then you kind of see where it goes from there. And, and, and I think you can do that too, because if you have a culture that's strong enough to where some of those older guys can see that from a younger guy, then I think that's a lot easier to accept than if it's sort of an every man for himself sort of deal. That's Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald with us, uh, Omaha.com to read and listen to him, find him on Twitter as well. Evan, appreciate the time as always. We'll look forward to it again next week. Thanks guys. See ya. Evan Bland with us on our VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We'll take a break. When we come back, there's an opportunity for you in Boulder, Colorado to join 93-7, the ticket out there for Nebraska versus Colorado. Yeah, the Minnesota games comes first, but uh, there's a 93-7, the ticket party of sorts going on out in Boulder. We'll tell you how you get involved with that next. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.